Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and Andy is taking Tuesday off. This might be a thing, folks. Andy's going to do golf Tuesdays for a little while while they get that up. Be sure, after you're done here, to hop over there and catch everything you need to know about golf. The Betsports golf thing is absolutely nuts. So, joining me so we can talk about hockey and baseball, the man who always is here to fill us out, Mr. Rooney. How's it going? Have you helped with any of the Betsports? golf stuff i know that you casually i'm doing a little i'm doing a few things over there i'm nowhere near the golf expert that uh andy and and noonan and daigle and those guys are uh but i I chip in here and there with a few pieces and i definitely follow their uh their bets because i think they've been doing pretty well this year i'm not as much into the dfs as i am taking you know the outrights the top 20s top 10s but uh that site's doing really well and i wanted to wear my master's hat because vandy's not going to be here i wanted to have some golf representation on the show because I feel like it's something he would have done or would have wanted. Andy would have wanted some golf on the show here if he's not here today. I like it. It's sharp. The nice green color. I got the rope hat as well. Well done. That was a good choice. Did you actually yeah, I, have you been to Augusta? I was at Augusta in uh, 2019. My, my dad and brothers and I went to a practice round. Uh, my, my brother won the, the ticket lottery and got the choice of two to two tickets to like a normal round or four to a practice round. And having three brothers and, and a father, he decided to go for the four for the practice round. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was awesome. The, the spent way too much money in the pro shop and ended up, I uh, got a master hat that said, you know, 2019 masters. And I was a little bit upset. It had the year on there. Cause I thought, you know, it doesn't last as long, but then it ended up being the masters. The tiger went out and won and one of the greatest masters of all time. So I think I kind of lucked out with the hat, but yes, long story short, I've been to Augusta. It was the coolest sporting event I've ever been to. Well, not even close. The, the practice rounds are underrated. I mean, I probably would have chosen. Agreed. I mean, that's, that was very nice of him, but if no one has ever been to a practice round at a tournament, it's a really fun atmosphere. The players are a little more interactive. You get to watch them hit more interesting shots because they're trying to practice stuff. And yeah, honestly, I think you get a better feel for the course because the way that you watch them kind of examine it. So I think that was pretty fun. And again, you got to go to Augusta, so that's pretty good. Yeah, you're right. The players are like, you know, they're they're hitting, obviously taking the round seriously, but, you know, it's Tuesday. The, the tournament doesn't tee off for a couple of days. You know, people were joking around with fans, and you, you had uh, the, the perspective, you know, seeing players hit. You know, they were hitting their tee shot wherever it went, but then like, hey, I want to drop one here and take this angle. And then when you're up at the green, it's like, hey, I, I want to hit a putt from over here or a chip from over there and just seeing how they kind of approach it, but also with them being more interactive was fun. They also, for the practice rounds, they don't let you, for, for the main rounds, that I guess, practice rounds, you can't bring in phones, but they'll let you bring in like a digital camera. So since we were there for a practice round, we're actually able to get some pictures, which was for the first time at Augusta, have some have some pictures to bring back to, to our mom with, with the four of us at Augusta and they kind of have forever was nice. That's awesome. That's that's a lot of fun. I still have to make it down there. But let's continue to talk about stuff that you know. But I will say I'm a little disappointed in you now, despite how wonderful that story was. I'm looking at your NHL bets, and there's a minus on the screen. I don't know how long I know. It's, it's close to happened, zero, though. It's close to zero. It's or less close than to standard juice, but I, explain yourself here. Let's get into what you got tonight on, on, on the ice. All right. Well, there's there's uh, three or four different like th- this is a really good night in the NHL. There, there's three or four different marquee matchups. I got two of them on the board here. Uh, I'll start with that minus number. I'm sorry, it's not a plus number, but it's close enough to even money. Uh, Flames and Avalanche, two top teams in the Western Conference, going at it in Calgary. Um, at the the Avalanche haven't been as proficient offensively the last month or so as they were, you know, the first half of half plus of the season. Uh, they were averaging around 4.2, 4.15 goals per game. They're now down to about 3.8, but they still have a whole bunch of firepower. And the Flames, especially at home, 
are one of the highest scoring teams in the NHL. I think I, I did some some math, some some deep diving, and in their last 18 home games, they're averaging 4.45 goals per game. So at that type of pace, I think over six and a half at that close to even money is some pretty good value for two really good uh, offensive teams, even though the Avalanche aren't exactly playing like it. Uh, the Hurricanes, it's, it's funny, this was the exact uh, game that was on last Tuesday when I was on. Hurricanes and Lightning, this time it's in Tampa. Uh, I was on the Lightning that time. The, the Hurricanes won 3-2 to two in, a, in a close one. I'm going the other way. I'm going to take Carolina. That, that win against Tampa kind of sparked, uh, sparked Carolina a little bit. They won three out of their last four. Two of those wins coming on the road in blowout fashion. I think six to one against the Blues, seven to two against the Caps. They're playing really good hockey. They are in the second end of a back-to-back. Tampa though hasn't been playing quite as well their last five. They've won two in a row, but that was before losing three straight. The two they won were against Detroit and the Islanders, uh, so not playing terribly well. Those aren't the the greatest of wins, or they, they're not too indicative of how they're playing. And they're coming home after a long road trip, so. You kind of have two things you like to, to fade here with the Carolina Panthers playing on the second end of back-to-back. Lightning coming back from a long road trip, two things you usually like to avoid. But if the Canes are playing as well as they have been and on the road, I think at plus 122, that's pretty good value there. And then uh, it's it's wildfires, so it's, it's Andy versus Alex, uh, even though Andy's not here. So I wanted to have something from that game. Uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Hartman, also former Flyer, now, now Minnesota Wild player. I'm going to take him to score tonight. Yeah, he was he's a he's a solid NHL player. He's really broken out for the wild this year. He's kind of found his niche there. Uh he's Everyone having a career year in Philadelphia. Yeah, he tried. Uh he's he's got 27 goals with the wild. Uh he's scored four in his last six. Philly's a team that's also not very good on the penalty kill. And while Ryan Hartman only has the one power play goal this year, he's a guy that is built to score on the power play. He likes to get goals in front of the net. He's not afraid, not afraid to go uh, to the front. He can get those goals right up there. So I, I like a plus 186 for a guy who's on pace to score 30-plus and has scored four in his last six. I think that's some good value. Um, I, I'm not going to touch the actual game because I feel like every time I'm on this show and the Flyers are betting or playing, I fade them and they prove me wrong. And I know that if I were to take them tonight, then it would just flip right back. It's, it's just a team I'm going to avoid when I'm on the show with you, Alex. So those are the three games I like. I'm sorry there's a minus number in there, but I wanted to keep that as close to even as I could. That's all right. I can't complain because you had three bit picks to offer where we're going to talk about the association now. And I have some, some troubling news. I, there's nothing. I haven't bet anything yet today. It's a oh small boy. slate. There's five games and I'll talk through kind of each of them because there's some really interesting angles. And I wonder if I'll end up maybe with two bets a little bit later. I'm kind of waiting on some more information here. I think the marquee game of the night, obviously the Milwaukee Bucks going to visit the 76ers. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis has been a little banged up, but he's probable tonight. This came right on my number. I know a couple smart guys do like the Bucks here. The Sixers have really been struggling the last couple of weeks and continue to fail to close out games against very good teams. And that's what the Bucks are tonight. Now, we'll see if things are a little bit easier at home. But, I, you know, if the Sixers are up big late, even as a Sixers fan, I will be live betting the Bucks if they're down in the fourth quarter there. It's just a tough spot. I, you know, I think the Bucks can definitely cover there, but the Sixers really should put them away. They generally do well against the Bucks. They match up nicely, but we'll see how things go. Your Chicago Bulls laying four against the Wizards of Washington. My model screams, but the Wizards, my brain, my heart, and my brain say no. Um, it's just been really tough back in the Wizards. They've had an awful end of the season here. The Bulls continue to pull out big wins late and somehow cover numbers in adversarial spots. It's a three and four, a back-to-back for them. 
But, you know, the Bulls here are now fighting for kind of their playoff lives. If they lose a couple games towards the end here, they might actually sneak into the playing game or fall down as low as to the sixth seed at the very worst. Um, so just trying to hold on to their spot there. Again, lean the Wizards, but I'm not going to do that. Mavericks number here came right out on my numbers. Mavericks should be a huge favor over a Lakers team that looks like they're going to pack away LeBron for the rest of the year. It's, uh, oh boy. It seems like they might be done. Um, total of 218 again right on my number Nets Pistons kind of like the Nets here Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant together they've just been so tremendous the total of 234 maybe a Nets team total over it again came right out of my numbers and the other bet I, I might make again I might talk myself into Wizards eventually we'll see um, but the Jazz at the Clippers here Rudy Gobert's questionable if he is able to play tonight I think this is a really great spot for Utah and an overreaction to the fact that Paul George might be playing basketball tonight and there are whispers that Kawhi Leonard might even be back to the playoffs so the Clippers intrigue back here you know again late in the season but five good games tonight again just about everything came out on my numbers might bet the Wizards might bet the Jazz I'll put those in on Betsperts for sure Alex Christensen no space you can find me there I, I I like your Bulls analysis I think I would lean the Wizards but this this Bulls team has just been so unpredictable and they've been beating some bad not last night against the Knicks but they've been doing a better job of beating some bad teams and they they're obviously struggling against the good ones they're just they're an unpredictable team right now and any sort of line they just don't feel comfortable taking with them because you just don't know what you're going to get on a given night from it's 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 very maddening as a Bulls fan seems like it's about right with you as a Sixers fan the last couple of weeks I know it's a familiar feeling as a Sixers fan, of course, but yeah, the Bulls have been very good. It's just one of those just brutal schedule spots and the Wizards have been playing a little bit better. So we'll see if you're a Bulls fan, be a little bit wary tonight, but let's move forward to baseball. Baseball is coming. It was on TV the other day. I guess they're playing warm up games and whatnot, but you've got some futures. I love futures. What do you like? What are we looking at? I have, it's good. It looks like a Homer pick. It might be a little bit of a Homer pick here. My, my first one, but I really like this at, at the number it's at Luis Robert Frail MVP. Um, I, I plus 2,500. I think he's about top 15, top 20 odds on FanDuel. Uh, he's a guy who is, has all the talent in the world in the AL. He wasn't healthy last year. He, he uh, busted up his hip pretty bad. Missed the majority of the season came back in early August and from his, I think August 9th was his return date till the end of the year. He, he uh, had like 13 homers and he was 45 RBI. Essentially over, not that he would do that over the course of 162, but his over 162 numbers were like 45 home runs, 131 RBIs. During that stretch, he had significantly better numbers than Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Shohei Otani, who were the MVP front runners. So I don't think he can do that over the course of 162, and he's got to stay healthy. But his stretch... Of, of games last year to close out the year, you know, August through the rest of it. He was as good of a player in the American League as there was. And at the odds there, plus 2,500, he's a guy that can very much get off to a, a great start. And you might be able to start to do a little bit of hedging or, or, again, taking a ticket to prop swap, whatever you want to do with that. Um, I, I think he's a, a great price at, at plus 2,500. Christian Yelich, uh, plus 2,900, a little bit more of a bounce back spot for him. Uh, he was hurt last year, and it was a back issue. So back issues are always scary, especially for for guys who are power hitters. But he also had a whole lot of bad luck last year. I think his uh, his batting average on, on line drives was about a uh, hundred points lower than the expected batting average. You know, it was like five sixty seven. The expected batting average was about six fifty. Uh, his barrel rate was still right where it needed to be. It was it was just a bad luck year combined with you know injury bad luck uh, in the metrics and all that kind of stuff. So I, I like him in a bounce back spot here on a really good Brewers team to 
have a good you know start to the year. And again, it, with futures like this, it's nice to get them early, and then you can kind of decide what you want to do with them late. But if these guys get off to good starts and kind of come back to the form that they should round back to, you're going to be in a really good spot. Uh, and then Jacob Degrom at plus four uh, four thousand. I, I thought this was a really good number for him. He was obviously not healthy last year, but that seven and he was started out seven and two in his first however many starts. It was about midway through the year where they shut him down because he had those injury issues. He finished top 10 in the Cy Young voting with making just like 11 starts. So the fact that he, I mean, he he had that good of a season. His ERA was just over one. He has Max Scherzer in that rotation with him now. Like If he can stay healthy this year, pitchers don't normally win NL MVP or any MVP, but like Justin Verlander did it in 2011. Clayton Kershaw did it in 2014. Like it happens. It can happen if you're, if people have those, uh, that dominant years. And Jacob DeGrom was on pace for the most dominant year, you know, we've pretty much ever seen from a pitcher, at least in this era. So plus 4,000, I really like those odds for him. I think that's absolutely worth a flyer because the Mets are also a team playing New York and they're, they're a team that's going to get a lot of the spotlight, a lot of the media attention. And if he's having that type of year, he's going to get some MVP talk pretty early. Now, what do you know what he is to win Cy Young? I was trying to. Pull He's the favorite. He's like plus 350. Uh, honestly, I thought the Cy Young um, value there might have been with Scherzer, who's the, the Mets have the top two preseason favorites to an NL Cy Young. Scherzer was around plus 900. So if you like a Mets pitcher, maybe go with that because I think plus 350 is probably not worth the injury risk with the Grom. Um, but if you wanted to grab that, I, I wouldn't tell you you're making a bad bet. But that's why I wanted to get a little bit creative with a way to bet Jacob DeGrom futures. And him being the NL MVP is not out of the question. If he was healthy last year, if he finished the season, he would have been right there in the running and, and maybe would have won it if the Mets went to the playoffs. Uh, and then some win totals. Um, the Cleveland Guardians, I have under 75 and a half wins. I think everybody in that division got a little bit better. The Twins obviously went out and got Carlos Correa to bolster that lineup. The Tigers didn't. Uh, the Tigers went out and got Javi Baez, and they're a younger team that's kind of just – going to keep getting better because their young players are going to kind of start taking the next steps. I think they're a team that was, you know, 70 some wins last year. They'll probably be closer to the 80 mark. The twins were terrible last year. They're not going to be as bad as they were. They'll probably be around the 80 something mark. The Kansas city Royals, even who I, were the basement dwellers last year, they're a, a team similar to the tigers, not quite the star power, but they're a team that's young and is going to keep improving. They play good fundamental baseball. I just, I think Cleveland got worse. I don't think they're very good, and they have guys in, in Jose Ramirez, Fran Mil Reyes, who are Shane, Shane Bieber, who might be trade targets if the team starts out pretty slow. So I think under 75 and a half wins, that 75 and a half wins, I think was uh, 75 wins was third in the AL Central last year. I think the White Sox, again, are going to be really good. I, I don't think the Guardians are finishing third. I think they're finishing fourth or fifth in that division. So historically speaking, what the AL Central last year, I think under 75 is a good bet. That's that those are all at minus 110, I believe. And then the Angels over 83 and a half. Uh, a lot of this is based on health. If Noah Syndergaard's healthy, if Mike Trout plays, you know, most of the season, if Shohei Otani stays healthy, I think that whole division kind of took a little bit of a step back. The A's were a contender in it. They completely sold off. The Mariners were a contender last year, but I think that was a little bit of fool's gold. I, I don't think they're going to be as good this year. The Astros are still going to be a very good team. They get Justin Verlander back, but they also lost Carlos Correa. I think they're going to be a very good team because they're the Astros, but like, I don't think they're going to be incrementally better than they were last year. And I, I just think the Angels, to, to finish second in that division, essentially, I think they're going to win more than 83 games uh, because they're going to beat up on that division. I know Mr. Rangers. The Rangers did make the, the big splashy signings in the offseason with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. But like, 
they still don't have pitching. I don't really think those guys are good enough to take your team from 60-some wins to 80-some wins. I still don't think they're a very good ball club. I think they just got a little bit more exciting with the pop they put in the middle of the infield. So I like the Angels essentially with 83-84 wins to finish second in the AL West, and I think they're going to do that. So I like that over as well. I like that. I've seen a couple of people that like that angels over the guardians under makes a ton of sense to me. And I'll follow all those MVP futures. You know, I love a future. I, I I'm a big, I was, was going through the futures market this morning and I, I thought Luis Robert would be more around 1800, 1900 plus 2,500. I think that's, that's one to grab. And again, the DeGrom one, I, I very much like, I'm going to get on that this morning. I can dig it. Now we got to do some stuff. The futures that's for later. we got to do something this afternoon. Yep. And the good news is, there is no golf, unfortunately, on Tuesdays for whatever reason. But we've got tennis. Thank God. They're in Miami. And it's going to be kind of a hot, sticky Miami afternoon. And what I'm hoping happens in kind of that hot, sticky weather is that Belinda Bencich gets a little uncomfortable. She's a fantastic tennis player, wonderfully talented. From time to time, we'll kind of rip through the schedule and has done that. Her first three matches, you know, has won them comfortably. But uh, Daria Gavrilova, now Daria Seville, is plus 250 and plus four and a half games. This match will be this afternoon, three o'clock Eastern, so about three hours after we wrap here today. Um, she is someone that is generally willing to take matches and turn them into kind of a battle. Um, she'll grind them out. She'll just keep trying to return points, make things as ugly as absolutely possible. And Benchich from time to time will kind of fall apart in those conditions. I think the heat, I think given how comfortable the matches has been for her, there's going to be a lot of advantage diversity here and given just how good Gavrilova has been playing I'm sorry Seville has been playing in general I have this match closer to plus 200 so grabbing plus 250 looks pretty solid now make sure you do this on a book that will void um, if the match doesn't finish at all she is um, approaching mummy status she continues to add more and more tape to her body with every match but has had some time in between matches I think she'd be okay here and again I think there's a chance she steals a set keeps it close in two so I'll grab the four and a half games as well Again, that'll be this afternoon at three o'clock. Jessica Pagula will grab this one. Um, not sure what time. This match will be tomorrow. Honestly, probably after tomorrow's show, but I can never quite tell. She plays Paula Bedosa. Um, I've got this match. No, not quite even. Bedosa would be a small favorite here, although she has shown some fatigues. Um, just doesn't look quite right. Um, has been calling for you know doctors and stuff. Seems to be dehydrated. Um, we'll see how she does again in some of these conditions. This is another match. I hope it's in the afternoon. It'll be a much better spot. But even if Bedosa is fully healthy here, I, I have this match a lot closer to plus 130, plus 140. So plus Jessica Pagula, plus 160 or better. We'll have that one in our pocket for tomorrow afternoon. But uh, we'll have Seville this afternoon at about 3 o'clock. Lead, lead that, have that lead you into dinner. And then we'll get some hockey, maybe in an NBA bet if I can get it together. Where can I watch this the the Seville match? Because I, I like your logic there a lot, and if you I mean, you can see from my hockey bets, I'm I'm a sucker for good value. That seems like some great value there. Well, I think our friends at FanDuel might actually have the video feed on that one. Oh. Otherwise, you have to, I believe, go through the Tennis Channel um, and one of their apps. Of course, there um, definitely isn't any way to stream it otherwise. And so, of course not. No, no, no. Or we less never. than than standard ways that maybe, you know, run it on like an in private window or something. But uh, yeah. no, yeah. Otherwise, check, um, again, FanDuel sometimes has video feeds. I'm not sure if they have them for this particular tournament, but they often okay. do. Otherwise, the tennis channel. Um, At 3 o'clock Eastern, that match? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm in. I'm going to hop on that plus 250 with you. 
All right, I like it. Well, afternoon, dog. All right, Matt, anything else we got to mention here? Again, make sure you pop over, check out the BetSports golf stuff. That's been really good. Thanks to our friends at FanDuel. You mentioned PropSwap, of course. It's a good time of year. Get in there and get that last chance college basketball futures. Anything else for the people here before we wrap it? I did buy I bought a prop swap ticket a couple weeks ago, a Kansas to win the win the title and Justin Thomas to win the Masters parlay. That's still alive. I mean, Justin That's Thomas fun. is going to be one of the betting favorites. Kansas obviously in the final four. So what I mean, it would you get? What are the I, odds on that? I don't remember, but they were pretty good. I don't remember 100. off the top of my head, but it, I saw it and it was like this is this is too good to pass up on. So I, <laughs> I, I took it. I, I'm I'm excited. I can dig it. Well done, sir. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening. Thumbs up, like, subscribe, rate, review. We'll see you tomorrow.